Be encouraged. Welcome to a podcast centered around being encouraged, being an encouragement to someone, and being in courage, replacing fear with unwavering trust. I hope you are encouraged today by a message from Michelle Reynolds. No matter what phase you are in in life, you can be in courage in Christ. Hi, you guys. Welcome back. Um, I'm really excited, as always, to do a podcast because it's always something that God has revealed to me that I share in hopes that it encourages you or help you along your spiritual journey. And this lesson or this information was made real to me for Thanksgiving. So before we get started, I want to go ahead and pray and then we'll jump right into what it is that God has for you and I today. Father God, thank you so much for your Holy Spirit and thank you for conviction and thank you for guidance and wisdom, Father God. I pray that as I share my heart, that those who listen will be encouraged and strengthened in their walk with you, God, as um, you speak through me and to me. And so we just give this moment over to you, God, and I just ask that your Holy Spirit would take control and just have your way in this moment. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. So... I'll give you what prompted me or what motivated me to share this message. And then I'll kind of dive into what God has taught me. And I hope that it helps you. So on Thanksgiving this year, before Thanksgiving, I made plans with my family to host Thanksgiving at our home. And that didn't work out. My mom ended up being sick and going to the hospital. My other, my younger sister made plans with her friends and her family. And really, I just wasn't in the mood, right, to host. So I decided that I would just stay home with my kids. We would have a very low-key Thanksgiving. I didn't feel like traveling. You know, I really just wanted to be home. So we did. Um, my husband had to work the night shift that week. So he worked all night, He came home at six o'clock in the morning and he slept most of the day. While he slept, I cooked. The kids just laid around the house. My daughter came in. She wanted to try a macaroni recipe that she had saw on TikTok or something like that. So she cooked her portion, you know, and it was just really we, we stayed in sweatpants and T-shirts all day. Uh, my mother-in-law was cooking at her home also, so we decided that we would go there and spend a few hours um, after we had already eaten at home. So we ate. We go to my mother-in-law's, and on the way to my mother-in-law's, my daughter wanted to stop by one of her best friend's house, and her whole family was there. There was a whole bunch of kids outside, so my two oldest children wanted to stay there. Her family was fine with it. And I was like, okay, sure. There's no kids at my mother-in-law house. Y'all would just be bored anyway. You can go and hang out with your friend. So I go around and I still go to my mother-in-law house and I lay on the sofa. We talk, we eat. Well, they eat, you know, we watch a movie. It was really just an enjoyable time. And as time went on, I picked up the kids. We, We headed back home. My husband, like I say, he was at work. And so I went to go and take a bath. Now, keep in mind, all throughout the day, I had been checking my Facebook here and there, in and out of social media. And when I got home and I went to go and take a bath, 
And while I was in the tub, I just felt this overwhelming sense of sadness and loneliness. Like I was really just feeling so discontent with how my Thanksgiving had went. So I text my husband and we talking and I'm like, I just feel sad and lonely. And so we we got we kind of start going through the conversation and he asked me, "Well, why? Why do you feel sad and lonely?" And it wasn't until he asked me why that I really stepped back and realized what was causing me to be so discontent and unhappy with the way my Thanksgiving went. And a big part of that was comparison. I looked on social media. I saw people taking big, beautiful pictures with their families. They were playing games. Everybody was together. You know, it was so different from what my Thanksgiving was that I felt like, Man, I should have really spent time with my family or I should have done something different. Maybe I should start planning holidays and being more active. So I started to compare myself and my Thanksgiving and how I went about it to what people showed on Facebook. And I was convicted the moment that I realized why I was so upset with my Thanksgiving, why I was so discontent with the beautiful day that I enjoy with my family. And it reminded me of my favorite Bible verse. This has been my favorite verse for the last several years. Well, I'm not going to say favorite. This has been one that I am constantly reminded of because I struggle with comparison. I struggle with um, the opinions and thoughts of others. And that's something that I'm mindful of in my walk with my relationship with God. That's something that I bring to him often. And so I was reminded of this Bible verse and I'm going to, um, I have it memorized. So I'll say it to you from the new living translation, because that's the verse that I memorized because that was the translation that resonated with me the most at that time and still does. And it's, um, Galatians chapter six, verses four through five. And it says, pay careful attention to your own work. For then you will get the satisfaction of a job well done, and you won't need to compare yourself to others. For we are each responsible for our own conduct. And so that verse packs a whole lot of truth. Those verses pack a whole lot of truth for me. You know, I am giving this work. I am giving my husband my three children, and everything else that God has given me as my work, as my task. And if I'm focused on that, if I am focused wholeheartedly in giving those things my best, then there's no room for me to compare myself to anyone else. There's no room for me to be able to look at what someone else is doing because I know that I am giving my best. I am responsible for my actions. And if if I wanted to do something different for Thanksgiving, not compared to what somebody else was doing, well, I'm responsible for those choices that I made in order to stay at home. And nobody said, Michelle, stay home and be on the sofa and just be lazy. That was a choice that I made, that I enjoyed making. But then I compared myself to other people. So I want to be very clear and hopeful hopefully share information with you to help you for Christmas, right? To help myself for Christmas as we go through this season of families getting together and spending time with one another and people buying gifts and sharing gifts with each other. 
I want to remind us to not get caught up in the trap and scheme of the enemy and compare ourselves to anyone else or to compare our situation to anyone else because comparison is the thief of joy. Right. So as I was going through this process on Thanksgiving, one of the main things that God showed me that I applied was the things that I think. Right. So I can look at someone on social media. I can see what's happening on social media. I can notice those things, but it's the thoughts that follow noticing those things that has the greatest impact on my actions and my feelings about what I've seen. Right. So I can see someone on social media and be excited and happy for them that they are spending time with their family, that they are able to do particular things with their family. And then I can also see that and be jealous or envious. Right. So it wasn't the fact that I just saw those things on social media. It was my thoughts behind what I saw. It was how I felt when I saw those things. Right. So we have to take our thoughts captive. You can you can have social media. We can have access or a window or an eye into a portion of what people's lives look like. But it's our motives and actions and heart posture looking in that window that make the greatest impact on our life and our experiences. So I want to remind you and myself that over the next few days, for Christmas, just be mindful of the thoughts that you have and take those thoughts captive because we become what we think. We become our reality is shaped around our thoughts about a particular situation, our perspective on what we see. So I want to encourage you to just be aware. Ask God for more awareness of what your thoughts are when you see other people or when you see a picture of a family. Ask God to help you with those things so that way your joy is not stolen during this Christmas season. We don't want to lose sight of Jesus Christ And our focus where it should be is on him by comparing ourselves to what other people are doing this holiday season. And I also want to go through and read to you Galatians chapter six. And I'm going to read verses one through ten. And I'm reading from the new um, international version. But again, my favorite Bible verses are in here. It's just a little different uh, wording. And Galatians chapter six, verse one, it says, brothers and sisters, if someone is caught in a sin, you who live by the spirit should restore that person gently. But watch yourselves or you may be tempted. I want to stop right there for a second. I want to remind you and me that sin looks different, right? So that we we have this um this idea or we'll look at some sin as being worse than others. We'll look at murder or adultery or homosexuality as being a worse sin than gluttony or envy or jealousy. All of those things, anything that goes against what God desires for us. Anything that goes against the parameters that God has set for us is sin. So I want to remind you and myself that comparison 
envy, jealousy, those things are sin. And as God is gentle and graceful with me, I'm hoping that I can help you see those same things in your life as well. You know, it's not my job to convict you, but as scripture teaches, it's, it's my job to help restore you, to help you to see the same things that God is helping me to see, you know, and I hope that that helps you. Verse two, carry each other's burdens in this way. You will fulfill the law of Christ. If anyone thinks they are something when they are not, they, they deceive themselves. None of us are greater than the other person. <laughs> I am no better than you. You are no better than me. Nobody on social media is any better than me. Nobody who sees me on social media or in my real life, I am not better than that person. We are all children of God. Verse four, each one should test their own actions. Then they can take pride in themselves alone without comparing themselves to someone else. For we each for each one should carry their own load. Again, same thing. I have to test my actions. I have to know. I have to look at my work. I have to look at my task in order to know that I'm fulfilling what God has for me and not comparing myself to you or to anyone else. Nevertheless, the one who receives instruction in the word should share all things with their instructor. So this is teaching, this verse is teaching that if you're gaining wisdom or understanding from someone who's teaching you or growing, helping you to grow in your faith, then you should support that person. You should help that person with their needs in order for that person to continue to have the capacity to help you and to pour into you. So a lot of people, I, I read this um this meme that took a verse out of context, but it said, if money is the root of all evil, then why do the church ask for money? So the, the Bible verse actually teaches that the love of money. So when we love money more than what we love God, then that love of money is the root of all evil. But we tithe into the church. We give back into the church in order to support and sustain where we have an environment to go and grow in our relationship with God. So the church is meant to be in an environment where we can go and have seeds planted in us that will grow in our life, that will produce spiritual fruit in our life. The church is meant to be a change agent in our lives. So we invest back into that in order to sustain it, in order to make sure that that environment remains a vital source of our growth and our um, development. So we should freely give to our spiritual leaders in order to continue the work of Jesus Christ, right? Verse seven, do not be deceived. God cannot be mocked. A man reaps what he sows. Whoever sows to please the flesh from the flesh will reap destruction. Whoever sows to please the spirit from the spirit will reap eternal life. This all is connected. All biblical principles are connected to every aspect of our life, including the things that we think, right? Or the way that we feel. If we are always on social media, if we are always comparing ourselves to someone else and we're constantly 
pouring into ourselves negativity when we have thoughts of, well, how do they get to go do this? Or why are they getting to do that? Or whatever the case may be. Oh, that, you know, that um, they posting that picture, but I know what's really going on. You know, we're constantly planting seeds of negativity. And so then we reap those seeds in how we feel. We reap those seeds in how we interact with other people because that's the things that we planted. God can't be mocked. We can't fool God like we tend to try to want to fool people by putting on a mask. Or I've seen it so often where a person can be envious or jealous, and I'm guilty of the same, of someone else. But when they're in front of their person, they're very nice. They're very polite. Oh, I'm so happy for you. I'm so glad that happened for you. But in their heart, they're envious. They're jealous. God cannot be mocked. God cannot be fooled. So we have to allow God to do an inner work in our heart, right? To transform us from the inside out and not just a a pretense, a false, um, a false mask. You know, we're, whatever we're sowing into us, if we're sowing the word of God into us internally, excuse me, then we will see those things externally. We will reap those things in our daily lives, in our in, in our relationships with people. If if you have a friend that you gossip about, well, you're sowing terrible seed. You're going to eventually reap the fact that you're going to lose that friend, right? If you're jealous, if you're constantly sowing seeds of your heart of jealousy of your friend, you're eventually going to lose that friend. So, the principle of reaping and sowing applies to every aspect of our life, regardless of what the situation is. There, for everything that we do, there's a result. There's a, there's a, every action has a result. Verse nine, let us not become weary in doing good. For at the proper time, we will reap harvest if we do not give up. Therefore, as we have opportunity Let us do good to all people, especially to those who belong to the family of believers. It's hard to do good for people if you're jealous of them, if you're comparing yourself to them. If you see someone and you think, oh, well, their life is great. Their life is perfect. What do they need from me? Then it's going to be very hard for you to do good for that person. It's going to be very hard for you to want to give to that person because you feel like that person has more than what you already have. And a lot of times comparison can go both ways. We can compare ourselves to people who we believe are beneath us or have less than us to exalt ourselves. Or we can compare ourselves to people who we believe are um, ahead of us or have more than us. This scripture applies to both. We, we can't compare ourselves to anyone because we are all equal in Christ Jesus. We are all his children. So there's no room for comparison. So as you go throughout, excuse me, y'all. Um, <clears throat> as you go throughout the next several weeks and Christmas Day, focus on Jesus and focus on what he has given you. When you wake up every morning, start your morning with gratitude and prayer. Spend time thanking God 
for all that he has done and continues to do in your life. Spend time praying and listening to what he has to say and focusing on the task that he has given you. And don't let the enemy come in and create this atmosphere of comparison and envy and jealousy, which will take away from your joy during this joyous season. So I pray that this helps you excuse my coughing and all the noise in the background. I am not editing this. It's just raw and uncut. <laughs> and I, like I say, I hope that it blesses you and helps you grow. Um, I want to pray for us and that'll be all. Father God, thank you so much for being a good God. Thank you for the many gifts that you give all of your children, Father God. Thank you so much that we have so much to be grateful for. Lord, we can't even count on our hands the number of things that you do for us on a daily basis, God. And for that, I'm so grateful and I'm thankful. Lord, help us to take our thoughts captive. Help us to focus on you. And God, I ask that you would bless us and reward us with joy and excitement during this holiday season as we're reminded of your birth, God. And Lord, I just, again, I thank you and I praise you for using me. I'm a flawed, broken vessel, Father God, and I, but yet you are such a good God that you can, still, you can still use me and be honored and glorified. And so I just praise you and I thank you for that. And um, I just, I'm grateful. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Thanks for listening. We hope this message encourages you today. Please share and come back next week for another episode of Be Encouraged.